Welcome to Take Heart, where our goal is to give you hope and offer insight and encouragement so you can flourish in your journey as a special needs mom. Each week, Amy, Carrie, and Sarah will explore a theme and share an inspiring story, a practical tip, and an encouraging blessing using our combined experience of over 30 years of parenting children with special needs. Thank you for joining us today. Welcome, everyone. I'm Sarah, and I'm here with Carrie and Amy. And this month, we are talking about mindset shift. So when we first brought up this topic, uh, guys, the first thing that kind of came to me was this metaphor from this book. It's called Getting Back to Happy. And um, the author is Mark Chernoff. But in this book, he talks about the story, and it is a psychology professor that stood on stage and was teaching a lesson to her class, which she called a vital lesson on the power of perspective and mindset. And the professor asked, how heavy is this glass of water I'm holding? So the story goes that all the students started shouting out answers ranging from a couple of ounces to a couple of pounds. But after a few moments of fielding the answers and nodding her head, The professor replied, from my perspective, the absolute weight of this glass is irrelevant. It all depends on how long I hold it. If I hold it for a minute or two, it's fairly light. If I hold it for an hour straight, its weight might make my arm ache. If I hold it for a day straight, my arm will likely cramp up and feel completely numb and paralyzed. So she goes on to explain that. And then she said, the longer I hold it, the heavier it becomes to me. And so as much of the students nodded their heads in agreement, she continued, Your worries and frustrations, disappointments, and stressful thoughts are very much like this glass of water. Think about them for a little while and nothing drastic happens. Think about them a bit longer and you begin to feel noticeable pain. Think about them all day long and you will feel completely numb and paralyzed, incapable of doing anything else until you drop them. So it goes on to say in this book that the prof- the professor's words should be a wake-up call. And so if you've been struggling to cope with the weight of what's on your mind, it's a strong sign that it's time to put that glass down. So, Amy, one of the things, um, did you ever experience a time when you felt the weight of the glass and you had to put the glass down, maybe? Uh, like all the time. <laughs> No. <laughs> yes. Yes. And you yes, wanted to yes. throw the glass? <laughs> yes. I, you know, I guess I would say that um, one of my uh, really special gifts is that I can carry the glass a long time and over worry and think, overthink it. Um, so, yes, I think when it comes to having children with special needs, um, and in my situation, kids with hidden disabilities, the weight isn't necessarily the daily, it's the fear of the future. So what are we going to do on spring break? What are we going to do on Christmas break? How am I going to get it through the summer? What if we don't get into this doctor? And I call that anticipatory stress because I can go through all the things on my anticipatory stress list and get myself really exhausted and stressed and tired. So I've really had to learn to Sometimes I'll just write down all the things I'm worried about and then just put not mine to carry today because it will totally wear me down. Um, 
there's so much fear of the future. And I think all of us would say we have a fear of the future a little bit. So that's what I would say is probably the main thing that I carry that gets heavy, which is so silly because I, I, I can't do anything about it. <laughs> there's not one thing I can do about the future. Um, I just have to be uh, faithful to what I need to do today. So, yeah. So, Carrie, kind of the same thing, but do you ever feel that you hold that glass and it gets way, it gets heavier the longer you hold it? Or do you even notice you carry the glass anymore? Yeah, I think, yes, I definitely think that there are moments when the glass feels really heavy. I mean, because one thing as special needs moms is the glass is always in our hand, right? Our kids are oftentimes always going to have these special needs and disabilities until they're with Jesus. And so that reality can be really difficult. And for me, it's trying to balance the hope with reality. For instance, just in the last month, our son's been in the hospital three times and you're just sort of waiting for the shoe to drop. And that can be really hard because on one hand, I'm trying to protect my mind and in the minds of my other children and have hope that this certain medical event is over and we don't have to deal with it again. But in reality, I know that this could come up again. He might end up in the hospital again. So sometimes I feel like I'm battling cynicism a little bit or just um, being very practical that this isn't over. And so when I find myself doing that, I just really just try to take it to the Lord in prayer and just say, you know, I like, I mean, like you said, Amy, the future is unknown and I can't know tomorrow. And so I have to, like Matthew says, take no thought for tomorrow and just focus on today and be grateful that today we are home and we are not in the hospital. And this has been a gift for me today. So I'm going to rejoice in this gift. Like both of you said, you both touched on that the future is unknown. And that I think sometimes is the hardest because we're okay with the glass. We're okay with knowing we have to hold it. We're okay that our arms our arms are going to cramp. We're, we're used to that. We're okay with that. But I feel like sometimes I don't even know what's in the glass. Like, you know, I'm like, somebody's adding to the glass. I, I swear somebody <laughs> is. But I think that that's the point is the longer we hold on to it, it becomes heavier. And um, for me, I know eventually if I don't set that glass down, even for a minute, and sometimes you can't set it down, and I get that, but you can also ask for help holding it. Or... Mm -hmm. You know, I, I think I always have this visual of this professor up there that as she's talking, did she hold the glass the whole time or did she put it on the podium? Maybe I need a podium. <laughs> you know, that's why maybe we all, all special needs mom. We need our little glass podium so we can we can keep it close to us. But we just have to set it down just for a minute, just so we can kind of stretch our arms out. And I, for me, I think that podium becomes my relationship with God, that he's the one I don't have to give up up the glass. I just know he's holding it for me. And it's still mm -hmm. mine, but he's just holding it. Yeah. And I know that there's been times in my past that I've not let that glass down when I know it's getting ready to fall. I need to. So 
Is there ever a time that you can think of offhand that you've let the glass slip? Where you knew you probably should have put it down, but like mine, I can think of, and this is not even really major, but I absolutely lost it in the car pickup line with this dad. You would have thought I had lost my ever-loving mind. And it had nothing to do with the glass. What was in the glass? It was just, I was tired of holding it. And quite frankly, he, he didn't like my glass. And I snapped. And it was just over something so silly. But I think that if I would have just given a lot of that frustration and not let, the, let it build, not let it become so heavier than what it truly is, I wouldn't have gone that direction that was so contrary to my personality. So maybe not like that kind of example, but is there another time, Carrie, that you can think of? Yes, I can, actually. I can remember when Toby was five and we had had like an unexpected hospital stay. And then it was also the end of the year activities with all of my kids in school. And I had to share that load with some family who came in to, you know, attend end of the year parties and, you know, field day and that kind of thing. And I, at the time, I think my kids, I had four kids, like seven and under, and our daughter was a toddler. Well, she had ruined like two library books, board books. These are supposed to hold up to toddlers, right? (laughs) And so I went to the library and instead of just sliding them into the slot and driving away, like I was really tempted to do, I went in and I was honest and I showed them the books and the lady just, she had no grace, no compassion whatsoever. It was like, oh, they're going to be this much money. And you know how expensive library binding is on books? It's really (laughs) expensive. And I, I lost it on her. I just, I went off and was not yelling, but just because that's not, well, I yell at my kids sometimes, but (laughs) it's not usually in my nature to yell, but at a stranger, but I just said, do you know what I've been dealing with this week? I'm never coming back to this library again. I have not. Thankfully, we live in a city where there's lots of different branches <laughs> to the libraries, so I didn't have to darken their door again. But, you know, one thing that God just helped me remember later is that um, we're grieving mm-hmm. and that I, you know, in the middle of crisis situations and the middle of trauma, we have to hold it together. We have to be strong. We have to think clearly We have to make choices and decisions that are sometimes that feel like they're life changing. And and then, you know, my son is watching me and I feel like if I cry and fall apart, he he's going to cry and fall apart. And so I have to hold it together. And then the grief comes in waves later. And honestly, being aware that I'm living in that grieving cycle with our son and that it's going to come again. And another situation, another library situation is going to come along again and set me off, um, has helped me to know what to expect on this journey. And I feel like God was very gracious and just kind of revealing that to me and that and that part. So I find it so interesting, Carrie, that when you you were talking about just knowing that it's emotional and knowing that the emotions are going to come. And so when we talk about a mindset shift, it's not a mindset change. It is, we know that the problems are going to come, the grieving is going to come. And we know that we're in that state of grieving. And Amy, just like you, with your with your children, 
even with the hidden disabilities, there's a there's a there's a cycle of grieving that I think is just cyclical. You just keep going through right. it. But how do you change your mindset to not drown in that cycle of grief? How do you change your mindset to go from I'm going to carry the glass and I'm never going to put it down and I don't care what people say and I'm only going to focus on the glass to giving that to God or whatever that mindset shift is for you? Well, I think, first of all, that we don't know what to do with grief. In our society, and I actually was talking to a special needs mom who has a severely disabled um, child, and she said, I'm grieving, but people don't acknowledge that. They say she's still alive, and why are you grieving? And so I don't think we know what to do with grief. And in our minds, I think in our society's minds, grief is death. You know, so mm-hmm. I think just what Carrie said, just recognizing, I mean, I have grieved that um, I will never have probably this side of heaven, a typical mother-child relationship with my kids with attachment disorder. Um, I've had to grieve that our family doesn't get to do things, some of the things we don't get to do because of this. Um, but I think, too, one of the things that I was thinking about when Carrie was talking is when you hold the cup and it's filled with grief, I think acknowledging grief is what we need to do. When it's filled with being cynical, and I think that's the word Carrie used, I was thinking about that as she was saying that, that sometimes you hold the cup and it's filled with cynicism and you're thinking, this is going to be terrible. This whole situation is going to be a pain. This yeah. thing I'm going into, someone's going to judge me or whatever. That is a toxic thing to hold. <laughs> But I think grief is something we can pour out um, and give to God. Um, One of the things, uh, my sister died at 37 and significant grief. um, And one of the things I learned about grief is it is a hole in the floor that you fall into and fall into. But eventually you get used to the hole being there and you kind of walk around it. And I think if we can get this idea that grief, we can give it to God and that it's just going to keep going. It's not always going to be terrible. It's going to go up and down in waves, it kind of, it kind of takes kind of the um, scariness or the, um, the um, mystery out of it, if that, if that's the right way to say it. And it's just a part of your life. And there's so many Psalms that show grief. And in some ways, naming it grief and getting rid of cynicism is a mindset shift that I think kind of helps you cope. It doesn't mean you're not sad. But it's a way to hold it so it's not so heavy. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. And I think through grieving, there's healing. And when we can name, talk about, share, cry out to God about what we're grieving through and that the emotions are going to come after hard things, then it is a first step to setting that cup into on the podium, setting that cup in the arms of Jesus and saying, I come to you with my grief. Here it is. I know that you're going to comfort me in this. And I know you know how hard this is because you lived on earth and you lived, I mean, his Lazarus died. Even though he knew he was going to be raised from the dead, he still wept. And that to me is just very comforting. Mm-hmm. I think too, if if I can say one of the things that I, I feel that's a little bit frustrating in the Christian culture is this idea that we have to put on a happy face about everything. And that's really hard. And people will say, and I've shared this before, well, you know, where was God's miracles? I can't wait to see how God 
is going to work a miracle here. And sometimes there's not a miracle that's worked. And it doesn't make me love God less or less faithful. It's just is what it is. And and I think in the Christian world, people are really uncomfortable with that. And that's probably why we get the, some of the comments we do. <laughs> but yeah, right. I do think what you said, Carrie, just being able to grieve and knowing you're going to be comforted because that's where our comfort comes, not from other people. Yeah, other people can, but that's where our true comfort comes from. And I love how you said that, Amy, when you said that you could pour out the grief Mm -hmm. and that there are so many things as a special needs mom that are just put in our cup. We don't necessarily want it. (laughs) It's not like we ordered it, but it's there nonetheless. And there are so right. many uh, there's so many things that you can pour out and give to Jesus. And he's not only ready for it, he wants it. That's that's what he's there for. That's what he wants from us. He wants that relationship that we can do that. And like you said, it's not gonna be that the bad isn't gonna happen. It is. Um, you know, I have <laughs> you were talking about how. People will say they want, you know, they can't wait to see the miracle or they can't wait to see what, you know, God does. And there's times where I think we might not see that with our human eyes. We might not see that. Um, You know, I've had people before say, you know, I pray for a miracle every day. I I believe that God's going to heal him. And mostly it's from Christians. um, And I completely appreciate the sentiment. And I don't believe that it's cynicism on my part where it's like, I believe he could. I just don't know if that's his plan. And I have to right. be ready that if his plan isn't for a, a perfect, complete healing, this side of heaven, I need to do what I can to accept that or to at least, I feel, be prepared for it. Not that you could ever be prepared for it, but it's, I think that's where the mindset shift is. It's not, you know, I had said in mind that um, in my podcast episode last week was that the bad is going to happen. And that people just think if you're a happy person, you're just like that by nature. And I, it's a choice. And <laughs> every morning I wake up and I think I, I'm not going to ram the guy in the car pickup line. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> I'm going to wave and I'm going to do a full hand wave. <laughs> I'm going to do. That's what I'm going to do. Just saying, Carrie's not going to lose it at the library today. <laughs> right. No. Carrie's like, I'm going to check out no, a book I'm not. and turn it back in. And I'm not. But that's just what you have to. And it's okay. And I don't think, I think that you're, you're right. There's just such a perception. I think that in the Christian community, especially, that if you're a positive person, you're just happy all the time. And no, what makes us positive is that we're like, we are going to be okay today. We have God today. Right. Whatever comes, we're going to be okay. And I think that that's the true mindset shift. So, um, yeah. And may I add to yeah. just when I, you know, we had a prenatal diagnosis. And so I went back and read the book of Job. And at the time, I had this sort of glorified version of his story in my head, you know. Job was a man, he followed God, he went through a bunch of trials, he survived, and God blessed him. And when you read the book of Job, it is a lot of heartache and pain. And there are times when I think, 
wow, he got away with talking to God like that? (laughs) You know, like he cried out. There was anguish. There was pain. But I think what one thing I learned is that I can be honest to God about my pain. I can be honest to him about what's in my cup and that this is hard. And he says, I know because, you know, I took on the sins of the world. I came down to earth. He is... Our, he is the high priest that can sympathize with us in our weaknesses. And it really did help to change my perspective that I can grieve and mourn and that is okay. And actually it's necessary to to be able to choose joy in these hard times. What about you, Amy? Do you have anything that you'd like to follow up on? Anything? Do you ever add to your glass? <laughs> That maybe oh, yeah. didn't need to be all the in time. there. <laughs> I think we all have that. <laughs> all the time. All the time. I guess I would just add that one of the things that I think helps me, and we've kind of touched on this, is just the daily living of not borrowing trouble and just saying, okay, today, here's what it is, and here's the beauty of it. Here's the grace of the day. Here's the hard. And just saying it is what it is and handing that to God. And I that is a, a mindset shift that has taken me years because I, I kind of look at the future like I'm scanning for landmines and I'm kind of a scarcity sinker. And so that has really helped me to, and I actually, for a long time when things were really severe with our child before we sent her to residential, when I look back on those days, I hardly remember them. But for some reason, maybe because I'm a writer, I wrote down little things every day just in a notebook. And when I look back, I'm like, oh, life's happening. Life and beauty is happening all the time. And I'm glad I wrote that down. I don't remember writing them down. It was three little things. And I think, Sarah, you do that in the morning. Three things mm-hmm. you're thankful for. So when you are in a really hard time, you can look back and go, oh, yeah, here was when this happened. And I think that kind of gets you through the next hard time. But living in the moment is really hard, <laughs> but yeah. really essential for me not to have my arm fall off holding the cup. Yeah. And I, I think my one thing would be if I could give anyone some advice. And I'm still, like you said, I'm still learning. This is something that I will learn forever. But I just really, as cliche as it sounds, I just take it one day at a time. Mm -hmm. And I am thankful for today. And I know that God will get me through today. And that is my mindset shift. Mm -hmm. That is where I try to take my, my mental space every day is that the hard stuff will come. And it doesn't make me a bad person to grieve. Um, it doesn't make me a bad mom to wish that things were different. Um, I just can't drown in those feelings. Right. I just I can accept them. I can say they're okay. And then, like you said, you pour those out to Jesus. Right. It doesn't have to stay in your cup. It can be. It's going to be added, but you can always pour it out. So. We would like to send a special shout out to our editor, Evan Brown. We appreciate his hard work, his dedication and expertise and patience (laughs) more than we can say. We'd also like to acknowledge Davis Brown, who composed our music. And thank you both for sharing your talent with us. We'd like to end today with the prayer. Carrie, would you like to share that with us? Yes. Dear Lord, in your word, it says that your mercies are new every morning. We are so grateful. I imagine them pouring out on us like they're coming out of the sky as precious rain on a thirsty ground. 
In Psalms, it says that you are a stronghold for the oppressed. And we know that we are oppressed by our hard things that we have to carry. But you are also a stronghold in times of trouble. In those who know, your name put their trust in you. For you, O Lord, have not forsaken those who seek you. We are grateful for this today. Thank you, Jesus. Thanks for joining us this week on Take Heart. Our prayer each week is for your heart to be encouraged. We are grateful that you are walking on this journey with us. Please be sure to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts so you will never miss a show. You can follow us on Instagram at Take Heart Special Moms. If you have any questions or comments, follow the links in our show notes. We would love to hear your story. Thanks for listening. We will see you next Tuesday when we begin our talk about gratitude.